and they can start the party at Scotland. That's a brilliant goal from Gary Jones. And Henderson, oh, what a goal! Oh, he's drilled home by Steve Davis. Here, then he comes back to Zen. Oh, he's gone! And now it's Dawson. That is a hugely important goal, which may just keep Rochdale in League One. Hello and welcome to the RochdaleAFC.com podcast. My name is Dean and I am joined as always by Chaff. Chaff, how are you getting on, mate? Yeah, not too bad, thank you, mate. Good stuff. Uh, we've no Ryan with us this week and no Luke with us either, but we've got the next best thing, haven't we, with Luke's brother Joe making his debut on the pod. Joe, thanks for talking to us tonight, mate. Pleasure. Thanks very much for inviting us. Big, big shoes to fill. Luke's the pod favourite. I think everyone knows that on Twitter, so big things are expected from you here. I was saying to Chaff before we joined, uh, I'm gonna find it sh- I'm gonna find it a struggle to be as thick as he is week in week out. So tonight we're gonna to be talking about Dale's uh, released and retained list, uh, which came out yesterday. Some interesting um additions on both sides there, I think. So we'll we'll talk through each of the players that, whose contracts were up and the ones that have been released and offered deals and see what, what our thoughts are. Um, on those decisions and we'll start with those that were offered deals and Joe I'll come to you first with with kind of the obvious one in Owen O'Connell um, I don't think there was any Dale fan that didn't expect him to be offered a deal but how likely do we think it is that the club captain will still be with us next season? Um, personally feeling quite positive about it um, I think I don't know about what you guys think but I think the last sort of season he's probably been a little bit inconsistent probably not what we expect of him week in, week out, which is, in my opinion, when he first joined, probably up there with the best centre-halves in League One, personally. But he did have a few off days last year, didn't he? Um, And for that reason, plus his injury record before he joined us, who would actually take a chance on him that's that's sort of above our wage budget? Um, There's obviously the BBM connection and the Irish connection there as well, so hopefully that's enough to convince him to stay. Um, and if he does, what a re-sign it'd be. Him and Lunder up there for me is like the most important signings we can make. You know, um, and that, that, that I think sets the expectations for the season really for Connell and Lund sign. Personally, that for me is like, right, we need to be challenging up there next year. Yeah, I think BBM alluded to it quite recently, didn't he? That he wanted to get a few of those players signed up and Jeff, I don't think, Again, I don't think any of us thought that O'Connell wouldn't be one of those players. Uh, are you as optimistic as Joe that he'll stay on for another season at least? Uh, not quite as optimistic, no. I think he'll have plenty of offers um, based on the fact that he's played a lot of games. And I know he's, I know he's got an injury history, but he's not had a terrible injury record with us, has he? Um, I think he's played more than what I expected anyway uh, in that first season. He was just absolutely unbelievable, weren't he? And anybody watching him then, even if they've not seen this season, might well take a punt on him as a free agent. So um, I'm not quite as confident. Um, I'll be surprised if he stays, but I'll be absolutely delighted if he stays as well. Because um, he's the one that you're basically building your, your side around, aren't you? your club captain. It's, a, it's already going to be a massive, massive sort of uh, rebuild job if you, you're having to start with replacing your captain, um, it can go a number of ways, can't it? Yeah, and especially with the amount of defenders that have left as well. Um, we'll, we'll come on to a few of them later on, but I think that is the one area of the pitch where we're going to need reinforcements anyway. So to be able to keep O'Connell, who, all right, I agree with Joe, he wasn't quite as good this season, but still probably our most consistent performer in defence, at least in terms of how much you can rely on him to play. Um, it will be a massive bonus. Uh, and Joe, you mentioned Matt Lund in the same category there a minute ago. Um, again, how likely do you think it is that he will stay? He's, I think he's over 30 now. He's been, he's obviously left the club and it didn't quite work out before. So do we hold out hope that maybe he sees Rochdale as, as a happy place, you know, a home for him? Perhaps. I think the, the further up the pitch you go, the, the more likely you are to get spotted, aren't you, at this sort of level? One's record is very good, particularly his goal-scoring record, um, and it's whether that's enough to attract enough attention to actually, you know, for teams to actually come in for him. Um, so I'm, I'm actually probably less optimistic about Lund. Um, I'd probably say O'Connell probably edges it in terms of 
if I had to choose one player to re-sign this year, it probably would be O'Connell. Um, but I'm, I'm not quite, like I say, I'm not quite as optimistic about Mund, just purely for his goal-scoring form. And yes, that was in a more advanced position, but, you know, just the basics of it. He's a centre midfielder, isn't he? Um, having said that, he's almost the opposite for me. When he first joined, I don't think he really hit his form for, for a good while um, that we were used to before he left us. And it took him a bit of time to actually get settled in. I always feel Lund, it almost takes, because he has so many injuries and suspensions, it takes him a good run of five or six games to actually hit his best form. And then when he's sitting it, he usually gets a red card or accumulation of yellow cards or something similar. Um, and hopefully all of that combined, plus his age, like you say, is enough for him to stay. Because at the end of the day, I don't think anyone can disagree that he'd be a top-class League 2 centre midfielder for someone like us. Yeah, absolutely. And he was key in that last promotion from League Two, wasn't he, Chaff? Um, I think one of the things that really lies in Lund's favour as a player is that he can be that goal-scoring midfielder who can play kind of off the striker's shoulder, or he can play a bit deeper and be the ball winner as well, which is why it will be so important if we can manage to keep hold of him for another year or two. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, I've said it before on the pod. For me, he's one of the the best and all-round midfielders that we've had for me. I think there's not a lot he can't do. Um, he wins the ball better than anybody, well, apart from Ollie Rathbone. But his, his tackling ability is superb. He chips in with goals. Um, I actually think his passing ability is really good as well. He's a presence. Um, so, yeah, I'd be delighted if he signs a little bit like Joe. I don't, I'm pessimistic about our chances of him re-signing because I think... Numbers matter, don't they, at the moment? Um, and, and he's got really good numbers. He's got, what is it, 12 goals from, from midfield. Um, he's not too old to, to warn off potential bigger clubs. And he won't be on massive amount. And let's face it, we're probably not offering the same as what he was on previously, are we? So I think it's unlikely that he'll, he'll resign. I think he'll get snapped up. Um, possibly, like you said, for, for one last sort of decent contract, maybe. Um, but again, I'll be elated if he, if, he, if he signs, but I'm not expecting him to. Yeah, I'm actually a little bit more confident with you to, than you two on this one. I think, like I said, the fact that he's left before and it didn't really work out, the injury record will definitely count against him because that's not just you know one season. that It's been something that's plagued him pretty much since since his first spell at Dale. So I'm just wondering whether he might be settled. Um, I think he's from Manchester, isn't he? So maybe settled in the area. And unless there's a, another local club willing to give him a bit more money, I think he might see Dale as a safe option. Um, and fingers crossed that is the case. But, Joe, I, I think one player who I'm not as confident on keeping, despite us offering him a deal, is Jimmy Keohane. Um Player of the season this season. But he's bound to have interest, isn't he, for his versatility and for the season that he's just had? Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I was probably, along with most Dale fans, so pleasantly surprised that Okia Hearn's done this season. Um, in terms of a consistent performer, I agree. O'Connell, from a central perspective, probably does edge it. But as, as far as a consistent performer throughout the team, and, and that generally back four or back five, Keohane edges it every day. He, he was top class last season. Having said that, I don't think even in League Two taking a step down, he'll have as good a season as he did in League One last year, just based on his whole time here. You know, I think he had an exceptional season by his standards. Um, and therefore, I don't actually see him keeping it up. Let's hope he does stay and he does keep it up because his goals were invaluable at times. Um, and he is someone you can drop in pretty much anywhere on the pitch, which is so important in a team where... You know, you've got injury-plagued players and a, a smaller squad than a lot of the, the other teams in the, in the league. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be gutted if we lose him. He's a good character by the looks of things. and He's obviously contributed valuable goals, but I don't see him repeating it again next year, personally, even, even a step down. Yeah, Chaff, I think that's most Dale fans would agree with that, wouldn't they? That this season has kind of taken us by surprise how good Keohane's been. Um do we think he'll have interest from League One, perhaps, and, and we'll see you know, that as an opportunity to remain at that level? Or do you think he, he's settled on the BBM and might be more tempted to stay at Dale for, for the longer run? 
Um, it could go either way, that one, I reckon. Um, there's no doubt he'll have, he'll have clubs after him. Like I said before, the, the numbers matter and he's played at full-back and wing-back and he's got 10 goals. Nobody else in football, he's got that, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, I think there'll be plenty of, um, plenty of people who have, have taken notice of what he's done. The fact that he's played 44 games as well this season. Um, yeah, having said that, nobody, I don't reckon anybody, any Dale fan, would have even like had him in their starting eleven either season that he's been here. And I reckon probably the management have seen him as a squad player. And because of injuries and, and circumstances, he's ended up being one of our most important players that we rely on heavily. Um, the fact that he can play seemingly every position on the pitch as well is a massive thing. Um, and it'd be extraordinarily handy to keep around. I don't think he'll be on a massive wage. Um, and if we've had to sort of reduce that contract, then I reckon there'll be there'll be there'll be teams that'll come in and be able to offer him a lot more than what we can. But whether he's whether he decides to stay loyal um, to BBM or not remains to be seen. I don't I, I'd hope so. Um, I'm a lot out of, the, out of those three. I'm probably more confident with Kiwan than I am the other two. Um, but yeah, time will tell, won't it? Um, I think he's he's probably. More easily, this is going to sound weird, but he's probably more easily replaceable than the other two as well. Um, and yeah, he wasn't even meant to be a first team player, was he really? I don't think, but he's, he's turned out to be a very important player. And I, hope he, I really hope he signs. Yeah, and serious credit has to go to him for that, doesn't it? Because I think when he first signed, I think it was like a six-month deal and everyone kind of felt that it was just kind of filling a gap until the end of the season. Someone who could play in a few different positions, but to not only kind of nail down a first-team place, but also to win player of the season is really impressive. Um, and that's why perhaps the, the, there is going to be more interest from higher up the pyramid. But fingers crossed we'll keep hold of him. Um, Chaff, coming back to you on another one. Matt Doan also offered another deal. Are you surprised by that? Um, he was definitely in better form at the end of the season. But for the majority of those two years, I think it's fair to say he's not been at his best. Am I surprised by it? No. Would I have done it? No. Um, it's a funny one, isn't he, Matt Dillon? Because he's never reached the heights that we saw when we sold him. Um, and I think if you look at when he got, when BBM took over at the end of that season when he was sacked, he didn't really want to rock the ball too much when it came to the contract signings and there were a couple of players who you could look at and say didn't really deserve deals but got deals just to keep a little bit of familiarity around the place and I think Dawn falls into that category I don't really think he deserved a deal that summer and now he's gone two more years down the line and out of those two years he's had what another good three months Um. And he's just turned it on at the right time, and if in terms of a contract being offered, the step down to League Two might help as well. And whether we can get him on a decent deal, um, less than what he was on before, maybe we'll provide value um, for League Two. Um, we know his we, we know his game. He's, we know he's going to give us plenty of work rate. He's going to give us an outlet. Um, for, for balls over the top if he played in an attacking role and he can also cover at full-back if absolutely necessary I mean I don't particularly want, him, want to see him play full-back again but he does offer a little bit of uh, versatility as well so um, I'm not surprised that he was given a contract I personally wouldn't have done it myself but if he does if he does decide to stay with us then yeah fair enough Yeah I think I'm in agreement with you there I don't think personally I would have offered Don another contract but Joe, do you think what Chaff mentioned there about the continuity that BBM was looking for when he gave him the last deal has maybe played some part in him offering another deal now? Quite possibly. Um, I, I pretty much agree wholeheartedly with what Chaff has said there. I think the, the last point he made was the one that I wanted to just mention, which was um, we obviously don't get sight of the type of deal we've offered him. And I think BBM made a real point about some of the senior players in the squad who have been offered deals and how important they are behind the scenes, which obviously we don't get to see. Um, 
we can only really judge on, on the playing side of things. And, you know, I think, like Chaff says, he's not been at his best for a good few years. Um, having said that, he strikes me very much as a confidence player. Um, if you look at him for the majority of his, his, his time in this spell, he's been, he, he's looked really confident shot, you know, particularly when he was playing that left-back role in a struggling team. He just seemed to always look backwards every time he got the ball. Whereas now, actually, you want him in, you want him in your, your starting eleven in those last five, ten games because he was offering a real threat, wasn't he? So, I don't know. Maybe if he gets a run of games in that sort of forward position, he could offer value, but it is very much tied to what are we actually offering him on, on the re-sign, you know. Um, I would suspect he's probably one of our highest earners and, and that can't be the case next year if we're going to re-sign him, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely agree with that. I think it's one of those that, on paper, I'm looking at it and wondering whether it's the right decision. But you, you've both made that good point there that perhaps it is a massively reduced deal. And, you know, he, he brings a little bit more experience than we perhaps have in other areas of the squad. Uh, he's he's played so many games for us as well now. So, obviously, well-known and well-liked around the club. So, perhaps it's just a case of, of keeping him around for that as much as anything that he's been doing on the pitch. But, yeah, the, the form definitely improved at the end of the season. And if we can see a year of that, um, at a lower level with a lower wage then you know there won't be too many complaints um, Chaff another another player who, who kind of improved in form at the end of the season I obviously spent a lot of the time on the bench behind Gavin Bazzuni but Jay Lynch came in towards the end and, and put in some improved performances and he's been offered another deal as well what did you make of that? Um, I'm not sure how I read that because I'd be surprised if he's if he's offered a deal with having the number one jersey in mind, um, again, I reckon it'll be a reduced deal and it might just be that they're not quite sure that Brad Wade is ready to step up to being the number two goalkeeper yet. I think that'll be a one to watch for this season, um, whether, they, whether they rate him highly enough. Because if they rate him highly enough, there was, there's, there's probably no need to give Lynch a deal. Um, you'd probably just dip into the loan market. Um, I still see us dipping into the loan market because I don't think, I don't mind Jay Lynch at all. Um, I don't think there was much between him and Bazunu throughout the season, to, to be honest. Um, and I think he did well when he came back into the side when, when Bazunu was dropped. I think I, I do think he did really well. Um, there's too many question marks over him. There's too many goals that you just think you know what, so-and-so would have saved that so-and-so would have saved that so I still see us dipping into the law market for a goalkeeper if I'm honest because I think it's done as well over the years um, with the likes of Conrad Logan Frank Fielding, Tommy Lee um, Robert Sanchez obviously and I reckon that'll be an avenue that they, that they go down and use Jay Lynch as a backup probably um, but yeah, that remains to be seen. It's it's a strange one that I'm not sure. I I wouldn't personally give him a deal. Um, but again, if he's not on that big a wage and he's taken a cut, it's probably a handy backup to have. Yeah, Joe. I think obviously, if if it is a case of us dipping into the loan market and using Lynch as a backup, I think most fans would feel a little bit more confident about that, wouldn't they? Based on his performances at the end of the season. Definitely. Um, it's going to sound a little bit strange, this, but given the, again, similar to sort of Matt Dawn, given the form he, he sort of showed when he came back into the side and some of, it, some of the saves and the performances putting in was pretty much nothing shot of heroic. You know, I think about Wimbledon away and, and yes, all right, he spent it for one of their goals, but he saved the penalty, etc., etc. I would have felt fine rewarding him for that if we'd have stayed up. Purely, purely if we'd have stayed up. The fact that we've gone down and still offered him a deal, is he going to accept being number two? That's the only thing I'd feel comfortable with. I can't see him being on a big wage, especially with the reduction if you know if it's sort of tied to the relegation, um, having spent most of his career in non-league. But I compare it to maybe when we were last in League Two and how long we had Josh Lewis in League Two. And I just felt, I know he had his doubters, but I felt more comfortable with Josh Lewis in goal, personally. And therefore... I don't feel comfortable heading into the new season with Jalen just our number one. 
Um, like Chaff says, I suppose it depends very much on the youngsters, Bradward and, and Kelly, who's obviously been offered a new deal, um, or his first pro contract. If we don't quite feel they're ready, no problem at all with Jalen being number two, because he would be a very, very good League Two number two. But I can't see him accepting it after the form he put in in League One towards the back end of last season, personally. Yeah, I do wonder whether um, he is being signed as number two or number one, particularly with those two young lads coming through. But perhaps it will be that we look to move one of those two out alone for the season, um, and that would free us up because I don't see us having four keepers on the book so it might even be a case of we will go with those three unless we can move one of them out alone and then we'll look to bring in maybe a number one um, but yeah I think if we're looking into the loan market it's going to have to be an improvement on Bazunu, who, who for me just as time went on his confidence was not and he looks less and less comfortable um, but as Chaff mentioned there as well the loan market's been kind to us with goalkeepers in the past so I don't think fans should feel stung by the loan market just because of one poor um, poor signing, which Bazunu unfortunately did turn out to be. Um, Joe, sticking with you for a minute, the the the, the biggest shock from from my perspective of the of the um, retained list was the news that that Stephen Dooley had been offered a new contract. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of him whatsoever. I don't really see what he offers. Um, can you see why that that deal was given? Generally speaking, I'm probably on the more positive element side of the of the Dale fans. Um, but in this instance, not at all. This is one that I just cannot back up. And I don't think many Dale fans can. Um, we've seen glimpses over a course of, what is it, maybe four years, maybe, I guess that, that he's been with us, three or four years. Not sure. To no, nowhere near enough. You want those glimpses in a half a season from a player to be able to, you know, justify him staying. Even in League 2, I don't feel comfortable with it. I don't see what he offers. I don't see what value he offers. He's not an age where he can be improved and coached and, and you know, uh, worked upon. I just don't see it, personally. Uh, I really do disagree with the, the, you know, being offered on any deal, personally. I know that sounds a bit harsh, but I just don't think he's, he's good enough. I don't think there's a an attitude problem or anything. I just don't think he's a, a professional. I don't think he's a League 2 football player. Simple as that. Yeah, I, I, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth there. But I completely agree. Um, I think technically he probably is good enough, but he just doesn't show it anywhere near often enough. Games passing by so often. And Chaff, uh, I know you're, you're, you have a similar opinion to me on this one. It's just a, a very strange decision, isn't it? Do we see why what BBM's seen to, to offer him another deal? Um, I, don't. I don't. I don't see it. Um, but I'm not paid to see it. They are. He must just turn into Bruno Fernandez in training or something, and they just think once one day he'll put it out on the pitch on a Saturday or Tuesday. But it, I'm not seeing much of that. So, well, I can take a penalty, Chaff. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just don't. I don't see it with him. I mean, I could probably forgive him if he was. 23, 24, and there was still room to, to improve, but he's not his 30 this year. So, And he's played, what, close to 100 games for Dale. Um, five goals, probably not that many more assists for a, a player who predominantly plays either in the middle of the pitch or the attacking third of the pitch. I don't think they're very good numbers. So, um, he, he brings an energy as a as an option later on sometimes. There have been spells where he's where he's been where he's been okay. There's just not been anywhere near enough for them. So yeah, it's it's a I kind of saw it coming, but didn't want to, if that makes sense. Um so it's not surprised me greatly that he's been given a deal. So I think BBM obviously likes him. Um certainly not one I would have given out added that wage can be put to, to much better use, I reckon. I think the worry for me as well is that if we were to lose um, Ollie Rathbone, who I suspect we will in the next couple of months, that BBM obviously trusts Dooley because he's given him three contracts now. Will he see him as the first team option alongside Grant in those midfield areas ahead of the, you know, the ball-winning midfielder? I really hope not. Um, 
I'd even play someone like Alex Newby there personally over Dooley, who's been equally inconsistent. To be, well, not as inconsistent, but as struggled, you know, to produce on a, on a regular basis. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see what we've seen in Dooley. Um, but I'd be surprised if there's anyone else looking at him. So I do expect him to sign that deal. Um, Joe, the last the last man on that um, retain list was Joe Dunn. Um, it's a bit, bit of a strange one, isn't it? Because obviously the club see something in him to have taken up the option to extend his contract for another year, but he wasn't trusted with any minutes this season, even when there were plenty of injuries in his position. So, I mean, what, what's gone on with the club to decide, you know, it's worth the risk of giving him another year? Yeah, I don't, don't know really. Bit of a strange one. I suppose hard to judge, but given his age, you'd expect him, you'd expect him to have more appearances, wouldn't you? At this point, I, I suppose the only thing I can pin it to is the fact that because we did have those home players and because we have released players in that in that sort of centre half, left back position, and we struggled big time last year with it. Is it just a, a safe option that we've got a body in that he can rely upon turning up for pre season? And you know, being available for us at that sort of left left back centre half sort of berth because there's nobody, nobody really available in that position, is there? Um, I'm hoping it's more than that. I'm hoping he's got signs. He's showing signs that he's good enough. It was interesting to read that BBM has been, you know, making him work closer with Hayden Roberts, who's probably younger than him, I'd guess, maybe. Um, which I don't really have an issue with if he's a better player, which he obviously is, but. He seemed fairly positive in the interview that you know he's got a part to play. Don't don't sort of read too much into the fact he's not played too much this season, and there's been a little bit of hope, I suppose, from what he said about it. But it's a strange one, isn't it? I can't really explain it. Why, why did he not get more game time, especially when we were struggling in that sort of position and really looking for sort of makeshift options in that area of the pitch at times last season? Why not chuck him in? Yeah, and Chaffee, he was actually quite highly rated by those who saw him in the um, Papa John's Trophy games last season, the season before. So why do we think he's not been trusted with any minutes this season, even if he is good enough to you know, have his contract extended for another year? Um, I'm not 100% certain. Um, I know he can play left-back, he can play centre-back. It sounds like they see him more as a centre-back than, than a left-back, um, similar to, to Roberts. And... We've had Roberts, we've had McNulty, and we've had Osho, who have played there. Keoghan can also play there. Maybe they have seen that there's better options than him. Maybe he's not quite ready. I mean, if you think back to Aaron Marley, Aaron Marley came in um, as a youth team player, played a few games in the in the first team, and then never featured at all, or barely in, in the season after, and then he... He, he came into the side and, and burst into the side, but not this season, just gone the season before. Um, so, yeah, I think I'd just, I think I'd just trust their instincts on him. He's obviously on very little money, um, and if he can sort of give us an extra, an extra body, then it's probably not going to dent the, the budget much at all. And if they see that something in him that, that they can work with and and progress, then yeah, I'll, I'll, I've only ever seen him twice, so the judgment—they've got the better judgment on him. They see him every every day in training, so um, yeah, I can't really argue with it because I've never actually—I've never seen him play more than a couple of games. So it's a it's a bizarre one that he never played any minutes. But yeah, maybe we're reading a bit too much into it. I don't know. Yeah, Chaff, one of the players you mentioned there who played in that left-sided back three, Jim McNulty, also remaining at the club. Um, as a player coach do we think maybe McNulty's now going to have that role that BBM had for a while under Hill where he wasn't playing many minutes but he was involved with the youth team which obviously we know from when BBM came on the podcast that, that Jim has done in the past um, do we think maybe Don will take some of the minutes away from McNulty and McNulty will be used as, a, as an absolute last resort next season because I, I think you hope so I seem to remember you saying you didn't want to see him playing for the club again after the red card that he picked up a few weeks ago Oh, oh, don't remind me of that, Jesus. Um, yeah. I was seething after that, Jesus Christ. Uh, for someone of his sort of experience to go and do that. Right. Um, yeah, I think you might be right. He might be, he plays, as, Joe Dunn plays the same position as Jim at Nolte. Maybe they see that as a, as a 
sort of work in progress that he can sort of take that role. Um, I want Jim McNulty to, to get his football boots, put them in the loft. He's not going to need them. I just want him as a coach and an absolute last resort type sort of playing option. Like like you mentioned there with, uh, with Brian Barry Murphy um, when he was doing the, when he was sort of coming to the end of his career and going into the coaching role. That's what I see McNulty doing now. Um, it was For me, it was obvious that McNulty was going to get a deal because, um, if I don't know if you follow him on LinkedIn, but he's he, he changed his LinkedIn bio to being a, a coach of our um, development side, um, our, our integration side. So I think that's been planned for quite some time, to be honest with you. And I think that's probably a reason that McShane never got a deal, um, a similar deal, because I think they've had McNulty in mind for this sort of thing for quite a while. Um, and yeah, if it, I don't, I have no issue with him staying on as a coach. He's obviously very well thought of by people at the football club. Um, and yeah, it's um, I don't want him playing, but if he's going to stay on as a coach, I have no issue with that, to be honest. Yeah, Joe, I think he's never been the most consistent player that we've had, as he McNulty. He's, he's always had kind of errors in him as a defender. It's not the kind of thing you want to see. Um, but as time has gone on, those errors have become more and more prevalent, haven't they? And they've happened more often. Um, do you agree with Chaff that maybe it's time for the boots to be hung up and him to concentrate on his coaching role now? Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's been a good servant for us and he's seen different sort of periods at the club, hasn't he, which I think will stand him in good stead. Um I certainly don't want to see him play many games, if any at all, next year. Um, and I can only hope the club feel the same way. But at the same time, you know, I think we've really used and exploited the thing, you know, things like the Papa John's Trophy to actually play a McNulty alongside a Joe Dunn type player um, to really coach them through the game. We did the same with Calvin and other sort of senior players. So I don't necessarily have an issue with him playing in that type of game. And he does strike me as a really good character. Um, just the way he comes across in his interviews and stuff, I just think he's a you know is a good player to have at the club. So I've got absolutely no issues at all, and I'd very much support the fact that you know taking on a coaching role. But yeah, I don't I don't think many of us expect him to be playing many games at all next season, and I'd I'd, I'd be very very surprised if BBM feels you know feels differently. So moving on to the players that that have left the club, then. Um... The first one, the biggest shock, I think, of, of the whole um, announcement, Chaff, was the, the announcement that a player who we thought was under contract for another year <laughs> has left. Uh, Connor Shaughnessy, who signed an 18-month deal, according to the official website in January. Uh, his deal ran out five months after that, and he, he'll be leaving the club. What did you make of that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, this, I, I don't believe anything I get told anymore from the football club we just get lied to and misled so often now it's ridiculous just come out and say you signed six months with an, an, an option for a, for another year just say it what's going to be the worst thing to happen from that don't get that at all um, I mean don't get me wrong I, I, I wasn't overly impressed with him Um doing his stay here and I don't think he's I don't think he's done particularly brilliantly um, so maybe he's come in on quite a decent wage and we've managed to, to save that wage in the end but yeah it was a bit of a, su- a surprise when he turned up on the release list I didn't see that coming um, it's also given us a, a position that we now need to fill as well because as a defensive midfielder that now leaves Aaron Morley on his own. We don't have Jimmy Ryan. We don't have Conor Shaughnessy. Um, so I think that's now a position that we're going to have to strengthen. Um, but yeah, it was a bizarre one, that, I think. At least we don't have to watch these long throws being headed away by defenders all the time. They just started to work. Didn't we score one? With about three. Score one, yeah. <laughs> Joe, what did you make of, of Shaughnessy's uh, short? That was a bit of a tongue twister. Shaughnessy's short spell at Dale. Um, I think it's fair to say again, inconsistent at best. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you went to chaff there because I was ready my popcorn for that question. To be fair, <laughs> when you get to him first, but um, 
the only justification I can give, I suppose, just coming back to like the club news and stuff when it was announced at the time, was if he had a relegation clause in his contract, where it was you know six months if it was if we were relegated, which. Even that, I'd be surprised that. I, I don't think the club in this instance have intentionally misled. I think it's a case of, as always, the comms, even internally, are clearly a shit show at the moment, for want of a better word. Um, and, and I think that, you know, it just doesn't help, does it, with the whole everything else that's going on and, and Twitter exchanges, etc., that have, have been happening this week. Um, from, a, from a player perspective... I wanted him to stay this year and I was banking on him staying because dropping down that level is of an age where, again, you're expecting him to be playing more games and he showed glimpses again for me that there was a player in there. Um, I don't think it helps if you're a player coming into that sort of environment where you're struggling, you've not played a lot of games and you've been asked to play in a number 10 position, in a centre-half position at times and then in a centre-midfield position, the ball winner. You need consistency for me in that in that area of the pitch. Um, if if that sort of you know level of inexperience, and therefore that that's why I'm thinking actually next year pin down a position for him, which for me was the ball winning midfield alongside a Morley or, or somebody similar personally, um, and I would have been more than happy with that. But it's just uh, it's, it, it struck us all by surprise, didn't it, that, that he left the club and it was on the list. I don't think we expected his name to appear whatsoever. Um, uh, and that's disappointing. But personally, I'm a bit disappointed he's gone. I think there's more, more, more to come from him. Yeah, I think there were moments, weren't there? I think I likened it to Jimmy Ryan when he first came. Um, in that it took him a while, but then he, he seemed to be finding his feet a little bit. But then, again, once he found his feet, there was another couple of performances where I just thought, no, I don't, I'm not sure you're the answer. Um, so I'm not, not too disappointed that he's left, I think. I'm, I'll be, it'll be interesting to see where he turns up next because if he's left the club thinking he can get a better deal, he must have been in contact with someone. And I'll be honest, I'll be very surprised if there's a League One club that have come in for him. Um, and if so, where were they in January when he was looking for a club then? What, what have they seen from his performances at Dale to make, him think, make them think that he's worth signing? I'm not 100% sure. So it will be interesting to see where he, he turns up next. And Joe, um, Chaff touched on it a minute ago, but it does leave us short in that defensive midfield area because Jimmy Ryan has also gone, but I don't think that's too surprising given that he spent the majority of the season out injured, is it? No, I, th- I think we really missed him last season. Um, I-, I always just thought, you know, when you look at the team sheet and you get a general feel for how you're going to do on match day sort of thing, the, the moment you see Jimmy Ryan in there, just feel filled with that, right, we're going to show that bit of balance. This, you know, you know exactly what you were going to get from him. He was probably one of the most consistent performers when he was playing. You knew you knew what you were going to get. And I think he was vital to the way we were playing at that time. So much so that I think we probably continued to try and play the same way without him for so long. And, and it, we really struggled to do it without him because he is, it, I thought he was a fairly unique offering um, as a player that we've never really replaced, given, you know, especially given the amount of time he's been out injured. Um, but no surprise whatsoever, and I would have been very, very disappointed looking at the rest of the list if we'd have offered him a new deal, personally. Um, purely on his availability, not as a player. Yeah, Chaff, I think that's, a, again, a lot of Dale fans would agree with that. Um, Jimmy Ryan clearly had ability and clearly offered something very important to BBM's side, but it just couldn't be trusted with the injury record, which is a real shame. Yeah, absolutely. We've said it numerous times, haven't we, over the recent podcasts. Um, we knew what we were getting when we signed him because he'd barely played for Blackpool like the two, the, the two years prior to, to joining us. He'd barely played. He'd had a really bad injury. So we, we knew that we were getting somebody who was sort of prone to injury. Um, we couldn't really keep him um, based on that alone. Um, he's 33 this year as well. Um, so he's fairly long in the tooth. I mean, I I rated him to be fair as a footballer. I think he's I think he's a very good footballer, and I agree with Joe. I think we'll miss him um, if we can't replace him. Well, I think we we really will. Um, but we he's just not played enough, has he? Um, and yeah, he's he's probably on a decent a decent wedge as well, coming from Blackpool um, on a two year deal, and I reckon that's probably a decent wedge. Um, freed up, um, but it's got to be he's he's got to be replaced, and he's got to be replaced well because that has been 
that area of the pitch for me has been one of the biggest issues this season. When teams are coming through us, they, they, that's where they're coming through, they're the counter-attacking. And we've had Marley there for the first half of the season who's not quite good enough defensively and not been able to cope with it. And it was when when Ryan's in the side last season that he made a difference. It took him a while to get going, but he made a difference. And yeah, we that that would be that's a problem area for us, I think, uh, going into the summer. But I'm not surprised to see him go. I don't think anybody will be really. But wish him all the best because I actually quite liked him. Yeah, um, another player who came from Blackpool and struggled with injuries, but clearly had ability. Pick your segue there for me. That um, from Jimmy Ryan. Also, Ryan McLaughlin left the club, Joe. Um, I mean, yeah, it's rinse and repeat, isn't it? Clearly had ability, but just couldn't be trusted to remain fit for enough games over the course of the season. Again, you put him in the same category. Jimmy Ryan, Paul Moshe, Ryan McLaughlin. As soon as they're in your starting 11, you're looking at the side and you're thinking, I've got confidence we're going to get a result today. Because um, he's he's a really good player, you know, up there with some of the best right-backs we've had in recent years, in my opinion. Um just not available enough, simple as that. But, you know, when he was available, good in the air at the back post, which was important. Good, Very good at getting forward. Solid defensively. And was being, you know, played in his best position and offered that real balance, especially when we had, you know, him and Keohan in that sort of more advanced position when we went back to a back five. It's just, again, um, especially as we're dropping down into lead two, I personally wouldn't have taken the risk again. Um Again, purely based on his availability, nothing to do with him as a player. Because as a League Two player, you're thinking if you had Ryan McGoughan, Jimmy Ryan, and Paul McShane in there for 40 of your 46 games, you better be finishing first in the league because they are class players that level. It's just that they're not going to play 40 games, they're going to be playing 40 combined maximum, I would say, I would guess. Yeah, Chaff, I think I remember you saying last year that you were surprised when McLaughlin came back for that exact reason. Do you think it's now? the right time for him to have moved on? Um, probably, yeah. Um, and I really, like, like Joel said, I think he's a, I think he's a tremendous footballer. Um, really good going forward. Very good defensively. International footballer. Um, in terms of actual ability, I don't think there's much between him, a Joel Rafferty, a Scott Wiseman, in terms of actual ability. But if you can't get on the pitch, there's no point. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I think he's played more games this season than I expected him to. Um, it's just the in and out, in and out. You just can't plan around that, really. Um, and it's that it's a lack of consistency in getting him in the side. It's like it would literally be one game in, one game out, and he wouldn't even be making the bench that second time because he'll have picked up something innocuous. Um, so, and that must... That must be really hard to prepare for. So I think, yeah, the time's probably right um, to let him go. But it's a, yeah, I don't, I don't get any pleasure in, in in that because I think he's a really good player, and that's that's probably the case at Blackpool as well. Um, and they were probably of the same opinion, and I think we paid money for him, so he's probably cost us a small fortune in these uh, two and a half years he's been here. But yeah. Um, Sad to see him go, but not surprised. Um, and it's probably the right decision, I think. And the the final player on the release list, Joe, um, we've touched on him already, but Paul McShane. Um, was there any part of you that thought maybe he was worth another deal despite all those injuries? Just because our record with him in the team is really impressive. And we spoke there about both Jimmy Ryan and, and Ryan McLaughlin offering something that, that nobody else does in the squad and you feel more confident when they're in the team. But... McShane, I mean, it's it's obvious, isn't it? Just from the pure numbers perspective, how many more points we pick up when he's played? Yeah, there's always that temptation, isn't there, when you've got a quality player like him, and you think to yourself, like McShane leaving, it really does. I, I feel gutted about it because, especially, you look at him along the likes of Osho when he was being played in that back three, and he just brings the best out of other players, not just himself. And, and for that reason, I was thinking actually. Is it worth another year? And we were having the same conversation last year, weren't we? Um, but I suppose, can't really argue with the decision, can you, given his age and injury record? And it's not even injury. I think the fact is his body's just it's coming towards the end of its career at the end of the day, isn't it? Um, 
it'd be interesting to, interesting to see what his next steps are because if it isn't a player court role, again coming back to that sentimental point, Jim McNulty would be the choice. But if you're in really cutthroat about it, why not have a McShane in that player court role? You'd feel very comfortable playing ten or fifteen games next year in League Two. Um, I think I feel like he had a, a clear influence, like I say, on the other players that were playing alongside him, and particularly Osho. I felt he brought the best out of last year. Um, so I suppose disappointed, but just purely, again, based on the quality and, and what he offers when he does play, albeit nowhere near enough to offer you know, offer him a wage that I'm sure he's expecting, given the level he's played at. Yeah, Chaff, I think I pretty much agree with that, although I, I, I do wonder whether it was maybe worth giving him that deal. I mean, you touched, Joel touched on it there with the fact that Monolte is now going to be in a player coach role and we're not expecting him to play very often, but even if McNulty's been kind of groomed for that role, if McShane's ready as well and he has done his badges and has expressed an interest in coaching, hasn't he? Um, he's a, he's certainly on the pitch, going to give you more than McNulty, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, I just don't think there's room for room for two of those roles. And I think McNulty has been at the club longer. He's got a longer affiliation with the with the management, with the, the people at the club. Um, and... Mc, McShane's probably on one of the biggest wages at the football club. Uh, and for him to stay would have had to take a massive uh, cut, probably more than half, um, to, to justify the amount of games that we get out of him. I mean, any anyone with eyes can see just how important he is to us when he plays. Um, but you can't plan and you can't build a squad knowing one of your best players is he's only going to play 15 times a season. Um, it's just, and at the age that he is as well, I, yeah, I, I, it's not surprising me that, he, that he's been released. Um, but yeah, he's, he, that centre-back, that centre-back area now is just, it's going to have to be BBM's recruitment that we've given him praise for. Um, numerous times on this podcast, going to have to be absolutely bob on, I think, um, because he's he's got one hell of a rebuild job, especially if the players who are out, who are out of contracts and been offered contracts don't sign. That that rebuild job is is absolutely huge, um, and the the most important position on the pitch is going to be replacing the likes of McShane, um, and and getting players in who can who can steady the ship and, and, and play the majority of the season. Um, so, yeah, so it got into see him go because of just how good he is. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not shocked by it whatsoever. I don't think I'd have offered him any deal. Joe, if, the, if there is a rebuild to come, um, you would hope that there will be some funds available for BBM. Obviously, the club is in a difficult financial situation, we assume, but... Um, Wages freed up by the likes of McShane and Jimmy Ryan moving on, um, possibly also the likes of O'Connell uh, and Lund who are on big wages. You know, we've spoke before about potentially the likes of Rathbone and Humphreys attracting interest. And we've already made one uh, sale this summer as well with Quadro Bart moving to Watford. Um, we knew he was going to leave anyway with his contract coming up, but what did you make of that? Did you think it was a good deal? Um, just over 100 uh, 100k is what we're hearing but is could we have got more for him do you think or, or is it just a case of making sure we got something rather than nothing don't know the calculations work in terms of if it went to court so it's hard to sort of judge it isn't it but if it sounds a bit spiteful but I, I'm not disappointed whatsoever that Quadro Bar's left for the transfer fee coming into the club purely based on the last six months I think he's offered nothing for the level of ability that he's got he was showing glimpses, glimpses fairly consistently, I want to say, um, for the first sort of few months of the season that he just didn't show anything of in the last six months. And I may have been a bit unfair and maybe making a few too many assumptions around it, but it did seem to be that, you know, the system he'd been called off struck a bit of a, even just in terms of body language, I didn't, I didn't like it when he was on the pitch. He didn't seem to want it enough. He seemed to be always like wanting that move. Um and there's no doubt there's a player in there, very raw, somebody that can be moulded. But if he's not interested in doing that at the club with a view to moving on, the, like, the likes of Matheson and, and others who've moved on at a higher level, 
I do and then take the fee and move on, in my opinion. Yeah, Chaff, do you think that's a good move for Barr? I mean, like Joe said there, we've seen glimpses of what he's capable of, but no consistency whatsoever. Um, and what do you make of the of the fee as well? Again, it feels like we maybe could have got more and, and arguably nearly did in January with that City deal. Yeah. Um, in terms of whether it's a good move for him, yeah. It's Premier League club he's going to. It's back down towards where he's, he's from. Um, and, yeah, once that City move fell through, um, I think he's... And, and that the last six months, as Joe alluded to, where he's... he's He's been awful, to be perfectly honest with you. For that last six months, I think he's been awful. For him to get a move to a Premier League club, I think he's done very well for himself. Um, and I think it's a great move for him. There's a lot of work to do with Quadro. Um, and I don't mean ability-wise, because he's got it in absolute bucket folds. You only have to look at the... I think someone posted a YouTube video um, of like this, his skills and his, and his positive moments. And... The, the, the level of, of ability he's got is, is frightening. The, the clips were from four different games, I think, and he's played 30 this season. So that tells you how inconsistent he's been. Um, but, yeah, I hope he does well. Um, in terms of the, the fee, they said, didn't they, that the deal represents a deal that we... A better deal than what we'd have got at tribunal. How can we possibly know that without it going to tribunal? How can you know that? Um, that screams to me that that they just want to be seen to have, have, have done a transfer deal with a player that's out of contract. Um, why would Watford pay more now where they can get him? you know, for less at a tribunal. Why would they do that? They don't owe us anything. So it's a bizarre comment that. And I I kind of think if we'd have potentially tried to get his deal sorted, the, the, the club have, felt very, have thought very highly of Quadropa since he joined, basically. And they probably should have done more to get his deal sorted earlier. Um, like last summer, for example, so that we didn't get to this stage. Um, and in the end, we've probably got, what, if we're saying, if we're estimating around, what, 120, 140 grand, we've probably got 12, 14% of what his potential value could have been. Um, so, yeah, it's money that's needed now. Do we know if we'd have got more, if we'd have, let it go to five, you know, I, we, there's no way we can know that, I don't think. Um, so I'm a little bit disappointed in that, really. Um, something just doesn't add up to me with that. But I'm not gutted to see him, to see him go because it's a good move for the lad. Um, and that last six months after the, the City move fell through, um, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't overly. He wasn't good enough, really. Um, and we were carrying him a little bit at that point, I think. But yeah, I hope he has a. I hope he's he has a a good future in the game of football. Yeah, I think it's really disappointing the the way the last few months have gone for Quadro because after that game against Charlton, and I think there was a game against Gillingham where he did a nice little turn and played a couple of nice little passes, and they were around the similar time of the season. And I just remember thinking. You're going to really enjoy watching him play for six months, thinking he's going to go anyway, but it's just going to be nice to see a player so talented representing Dale for the for these these few months of the season. And unfortunately, he's just not shown it um, at all, not even inconsistently. He just hasn't shown anything for months, which is a real shame, especially when you know that those few moments of quality could have been the difference between us staying up and going down. Because, I mean, in the end, we've only gone down by one point um, and, and we, we've not been able to rely on him at any point and I think you make I think you make a good point as well about the, the fee um, something doesn't add up to me either I don't understand why Watford would be willing to pay 120 140 grand now um, if they were going to be able to get him at a tribunal for less because let's be clear um, it, it, they're not jumping ahead of the queue here Barr is fully aware of, of the fact that there's other interest in him and he hasn't signed for Watford thinking oh if I don't sign for Watford I'm not going to get another deal 
if what he's gone to Watford because he believes it's the right club for him. So th- there's no way that Watford have paid this money um, to avoid him going elsewhere. They've paid it because they think it's maybe less than um, what it was going to be at the at a tribunal. Um, I don't know, and I think if that is true that the, that we would have got less at the tribunal, then that's a, that's part of football that really needs looking at. Because, like you say, we've probably got ten percent of his true worth. Um, so to to get less than 120k at a tribunal for a player who's attracted interest from, let's face it, the best team in the country in January. Well, then the the system's wrong, um, and it needs it needs fixing to help clubs like us. Otherwise, what's the point in bringing youth players through? if they're just going to be able to go on and, and join another club for less than they're worth anyway at the end of the uh, at the end of the contract and obviously you know shouldn't be contra- shouldn't be forced into a contract with us but we should be able to at least get what what they're worth um and an extra 100 or 200k for a club like Watford wouldn't matter if he's really you know the player that they expect him to be and want to bring in so i think that's been a problem for a long time and it in terms of the tribunal and stuff but i suppose two things that that I probably should have mentioned was that, you know, I, I don't know whether there's a, did we get more of a selling fee maybe by doing it this way, which I would be very happy to accept at this point, even if it was the same plus an extra selling fee. And the other thing is he obviously failed his medical in, in January for, an, for a, I'm not going to say an injury, but a problem with his, his heart that we, we all knew about. So, what you know, Watford have obviously decided to take that risk. Could we have been certain that other clubs would have taken that risk? that have been competing for him. You know, that, that's not something we've mentioned, but it could well have been factored into the decision. Yeah, that's a fair point. I think there's a lot of layers, isn't there, to the bar uh, transfer and to his whole time at Dale, really. It's been interesting. Um, and, and yeah, I agree with, with what you've said about wishing him all the best because I, I think he is really talented and I'd love to see him go on and have a great career in the game. But I think we'll finish up there, lads. We'll have our game as we always do. So I've gone for... Uh, it was the debut of one of the players uh, we spoke about tonight. That's the reason I've gone for it. I'm not going to tell you which one, obviously, because then you've uh, you've got a player to, to go with straight away. So it was um, a 2-1 defeat at Barnsley, uh, the 26th of January 2019. To be honest, I've got no recollection of the game whatsoever, but um, 2019, so it would have been, I think, one of um, Hill's last games in charge, I believe. So in that season where we stayed up after BBM came in. Uh, so, yeah, 26th of January 2019, Barnsley 2, Rochdale 1. Uh, Joe, obviously, as the guest, you get to go first. So who are you going for, mate? Calm Camps. Yeah. Um, Matt Nolte. Yep. Ian Anderson. Yep, scored Dale's goal. What date was the game? Uh, 26th of Jan. Matheson? Yeah, I was on the bench. Matt Dorm. Oh, Joe, you've given Chaff another victory. He's on fire, to be fair. I think that's <laughs> about four or five on the bounce that he's won now. Uh, any more Chaff before I run through that you can think of off the top of your head? Um, it was the end of January. We got That was the season we brought in the likes of um, Ebank Flandell and... and Ethan Hamilton, so I'll, I'll, I'll probably go with Ebanks Landau because I think Hamilton came in on the deadline day. Yeah, they, they both played actually. Um, and there's another loanee as well in Rory Holden who started in that game who I don't remember him starting to be honest. So, I can't remember that uh, game at all. Yeah, same here. I can't remember that game at all. Um, the, so the, the, the full team, just for anyone playing along at home, was Lillis, Ebanks Landau, McNulty, Delaney, Camps, Holden, Dooley, McLaughlin, whose debut it was. Uh, Hamilton, Andrew Henderson, both MJ Williams and Jordan Williams, uh, Aaron Wilbraham, Inman, Norman Adshed and Luke Matheson. So uh, that wraps up this episode. We're going to be back next week talking a little bit more about the off-field issues at the club at the moment uh, and hopefully Cole Cavanagh from the Trust is going to join us to talk uh, everything EGM and AGM ahead of that uh, on the 1st of June. So uh, do tune in for that and we'll hopefully uh, hopefully be speaking to someone who knows a little bit more about it than the likes of me and Ryan. Um, so yeah, do tune in for that. But all that's left for me to say uh, for this episode is thanks very much for joining us, Joe. It's been great to have you on, mate. Thanks very much. Really enjoyed it. And Chaff, thanks as always, bud. Nice one. Cheers, mate. Catch you all next time. Up the Dale.
you never know, you might be a step up from your brother. <laughs> I mean, he offers a level of IQ that I can only aspire to, and I'm, I'm not talking, <laughs> I'm not talking high. I'm talking more. 